tiptoeing cat-like, Halema entered the inner chamber of the king's house. As much as the first wife's house was domestic and female, this place oozed masculinity like a lion's den giving off the scent of its owner. The walls of the room were adorned with the hides of lions, as well as weapons of war of all types. Bows, spears, shields, and swords wrought from iron with fine, intricate designs carved into the hilt. But to her surprise she saw instruments of learning, too. Ancient, furled scrolls of papyrus and candles to read by, maps depicting the four corners of the earth, from the frigid land of the whites to the baking lands of gold in the south from the land of silk and spices to the east, to the green forest across the western ocean. Suddenly a loud grunt like a boar's erupted from an inner room. Halima jumped, letting out a little girlish shriek. She cautiously approached the next chamber and peeped through the curtains. To her horror she saw that Shamari was locked in mortal combat with another giant. An assassin, Halima thought. The two giants, dressed only in loincloths and dripping with sweat, were chest to chest, each with his arms braced around the other's back with spine-snapping force. They barreled into one stone wall and then the next, as they staggered about on iron-thewed legs, each trying to toss the other off balance. At one point, the assassin wrapped a long-fingered hand securely around Samari's throat. He grinned triumphantly. "'I must help him!' Halima thought, and she looked around for a weapon to throw to the king. But at that moment, in a lightning-fast movement, Shamari snagged his opponent by the wrist, turned, and hurled him over his shoulder. The other giant crashed to the ground with an earth-shaking thud, and the king planted a bare foot on the man's broad chest. The attacker lay panting, the wind knocked out of him. Then, to Halima's surprise, Shamari grinned a gleaming white smile, reached down and helped the other man to his feet. Now she recognized the young warrior as the one given the praise named Tree Harvester at the feast. A good fight, Hassani, Shamari said. He tapped his temple with a laugh. You are learning to use your head as well as your heart. The young warrior, who looked about eighteen, gripped the king's thick arm. It will be a long time before I can best the lion that walks on two legs, father, he said. So this was a king's son, Halima realized, now feeling a little foolish. The king had been teaching him how to wrestle. Halima smelled a whiff of musky perfume and saw that two busty servant girls had drawn up silently beside her. The two were sisters and nearly identical. Shimori turned to his son. Come, join me in a massage. You've earned it today. The young man bowed his head. Thank you, father, but mother has asked me to build a fence in her he feels today. Shamari smiled. Good boy. Though say no to your mother once in a while, you must learn to refuse the demands of women, or you'll make a hen-packed husband some day. Yes, father, the young man said. He turned to go. Hassani strode by Halima, stealing an appreciative glance at the girl. The king noticed Halima standing in the doorway for the first time, and his warm, bemused smile returned. "'Is this the child they say sings so sweetly?' "'Yes, sire,' said one of the serving girls. Halima was incensed. True, she was tiny next to the two towering servants, but she didn't like being taken for a little girl. She was fifteen. "'I'm not a child,' she spoke up. The king raised his eyebrows, and Halima realized how petulant she sounded." 
The two servant girls looked at each other in shock, and then one quickly said, "'Forgive her poor manners, sire. She is an outlander, new to our country.' "'Hunters brought her here as a gift,' added the other girl. "'I see,' Shamari said, smiling at Halim again. "'You must make her welcome, then.' "'Yes, sire,' the servant girl said in unison. "'Come,' Shamari said. He spun around and strode toward a stone bench set against the wall, covered with velvet cushions. As the king walked off, he unfastened his loincloth and let it drop. Halima stared with fascination at his bare, sweat-gleaming buttocks, as brawny as a young lion's. She quickly lowered her gaze to her own feet in maidenly shame. She didn't dare look at the front side of him.